This is Paige McKinney, reading from USA Today World Section. Obama reassured NATO allies over Trump, so why aren't they buying it? By Gregory Court. President Obama first said it on Monday in Washington, as he prepared to head to Europe on his final foreign trip of his presidency. In my conversation with the president-elect, he expressed a great interest in maintaining our core strategic relationships. And so one of the messages I'll be able to deliver is his commitment to NATO and the transatlantic alliance, he said. He said it again on Tuesday in Athens. Across Democratic and Republican administrations, there's a recognition that the NATO alliance is absolutely vital, and the transatlantic relationship is the cornerstone of our mutual security as well as prosperity. Again on Wednesday, more strongly. Just as America's commitment to the transatlantic alliance has endured for seven decades, he said, that commitment will continue, including our pledge and our treaty obligation to defend every ally. Thursday in Berlin, I'm encouraged by the president-elect's insistence that NATO is a commitment that does not change. Obama keeps saying it, so why doesn't Europe believe it? The bottom line is, yes, people need to hear it from Trump himself, said Kurt Volker, the former U.S. representative to NATO in the Bush and Obama administrations. No one believes Obama can speak for Trump. Trump, after all, had questioned during the campaign whether the NATO alliance was still too stuck in the Cold War and unable to effectively combat terrorism. And he suggested that the United States would consider how much an ally spent on its own military before responding under the treaty provision that requires mutual defense. Trump needs to make clear as soon as possible that he will stand by the solemn security guarantee to NATO all his predecessors since Harry Truman have upheld, said Evo Dalder, president of the Chicago Council on Global Affairs and former Obama representative to NATO. Obama's reassurances are welcome, but the ball is in Trump's court. But Dalder said Congress could help by signaling its commitment to NATO in the upcoming defense policy bill and ratifying Montenegro's inclusion in the alliance. And if NATO still needs reassurances, it can call another summit for next year, just one year after the last meeting in Warsaw in July, he said. Standing next to Obama at that Thursday news conference in Berlin, German Chancellor Angela Merkel said only, I approach this with an open mind. UK Prime Minister Theresa May was one of the first leaders to call and congratulate Trump after his election. The British summary of the call made no mention of NATO, but a spokeswoman told Reuters this week that it would be at the top of her agenda when they meet. French President Francois Hollande, who previously said Trump made him want to retch, said after the election that Trump's election marks the beginning of a period of uncertainty. This is no time to question the value of the partnership between Europe and the United States, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg wrote in an op-ed in The Guardian Tuesday, not mentioning Trump by name. Going it alone is not an option, either for Europe or for the United States. During the campaign, Trump said he would consider whether a NATO ally had spent enough on its own military, before deciding whether to commit the United States to defend it. Even before Trump's election, Brexit had put a strain on the alliance. On Friday, the Europeans were back to arguing about a possible European Union military force, separate and parallel to NATO. The Germans and the French are openly entertaining the idea, 
while the British, who just voted to leave the EU this year, say NATO must remain the primary focus. At a press conference with Merkel Friday, May said the UK could only support other defense initiatives where those complement NATO. As this was happening, Obama was leaving Berlin for the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in Peru for one last Asia pivot. Frankly, NATO, as a collective military alliance, has not become America's first choice. For the U.S., it has mutated into a coalition of the willing. This weakens the sense of solidarity, said Judy Dempsey of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace and editor of Strategic Europe. But she said questions about the future of the alliance might prompt both sides to stop taking it for granted. Only five countries, the United States, the United Kingdom, Greece, Poland, and Estonia, devote the required 2% of their economies to defense. In reality, the Europeans are very, very worried. This is not a-